Welcome to Silver Lion Behind the Frame, episode number nine. I'm Josiah Ness, and in this episode, we spend time with CEO of Northridge 4x4, David Johnson. What's really cool about this episode is we get to hear a little bit of David's background on how he built Northridge, from just a few fabricated Jeep bumpers in his garage, all the way up to one of the biggest distributors of 4x4 parts in the nation. All right, everybody, welcome to the Silver Lion Behind the Frame podcast. I'm your host and co-host, Josiah Ness, and Mike Ness is here with us as well we're finally we're doing one together that's right um and with us we got two famous people in the <laughs> legends Cody, legends in the house yeah in the off-road community right wouldn't that, wouldn't that be more good? specifically jeeps they're, they're all about jeeps. the jeeps yeah i mean i i guess that's how you could classify this we got we got cody LeDuke, the legend. The legend. Not, not Le supposed to use my last name. The one and only legend. Yeah, he's got a sticker. That makes it legit. He's got his own logo, his own Instagram, his own Facebook, and his own belt buckle of his face. Yeah. None All of against them, his will. Yeah, none of them were uh, my idea. But secretly, deep down yeah. inside, he loves he it. He likes it. No. Yeah. no. I, I think it's <laughs> fair to mention that we have uh, Brock Gardner here as well from MCM Firearms. He's the silent contributor tonight. Correct. Yep. He's just, he's doing he's just partaking. Language. And not contributing, <laughs> right? But uh, he's a good local guy. Well, we'll get him on here soon enough. Yep. He's not that hard to find because he's close by. But we'll, we'll get him. We'll get him next time. He's the most. But we also have the Dave, the David. Is it, is it the David? Is no, that, is that the the, the David and Mr. David Northridge, Johnson. yeah, slash. Other things. I mean, there's a little more to you than than meets the first. Why don't you introduce yourself? Why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us. Give the listeners why are you here today? A little bit background of yourself. Oh, I don't know if I can. It'd be it'd be pretty quick. Um, (laughs) I was gonna say we're gonna have to take our cell phones, put them in the bag, put them in the microwave. (laughs) (laughs) The NSA is watching or listening. Um, David Johnson, the president of Northridge Four by Four. Uh, founded it 19, 20 years ago. I can't remember. It's been a long time. It's been a long road. I'm in Boise, hanging out with the legend. Mm-hmm. Actually, we're not in Boise anymore, are we? We're in we're in Nampa. Nampa. That's right. Two C, uh, baby. We're gonna go see uh, Black Rack tomorrow. Whoop whoop. Yeah, visited we'll with on Brock today, and Black Rack tomorrow. Yeah. Guns and Jeeps, they go together pretty good. They do. That's true. Where's Where's Northridge at? Are you, where are you We're not in Northridge, California. I get that call about <laughs> twice a day. Um, yep. We're in Silverdale, Washington. Okay. Nice. nice. What's the main, so kind of just give a little bit of, from the listeners, a little more depth on uh, what is Northridge. North what, 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 are, what are you guys? What do you do? What do you make? That whole stuff. Man, I should have wrote a script. <laughs> It's Cody, you're gonna, you're gonna have to help me here. Um, yeah, so, down, I mean, we specialize on, in aftermarket parts for Jeep Wranglers, um, specifically the JK and the JL. Um, next month's going to be the JT, the new oh, pickup hey, oh. truck. Mm-hmm. So it's it's broadening itself. It's getting bigger. Um, really, more the enthusiast market is what we're after. The guys that go out and use the vehicles, have fun with them. Mm-hmm. We don't mind the mall crawlers, but we really, with our staff and who we have answering the phones, we really cater to those guys that want the hardcore parts. Cool. That's awesome. And you you started it? 
I did. Awesome. Cool. With my old man and out of the garage, the Unabomber shack, as we call it. Nice. <laughs> $300 and no clue what we were doing. And 20 years later, we got four locations and 50 employees. That's awesome. And and what was the, I guess, what was the the motivation to take it from, obviously, you must have had a passion for Jeeps and like to take it from that and start doing those parts or things for other people like what took it from your own like where did it start like what was your passion that ended up going into this business honestly i'm just very vindictive and uh we only had one off-road shop in in my community and man necessity they ripped me off and (laughs) yeah so i said (laughs) here we go yeah (laughs) like here's the need so um I don't tell that story to very many people because well, now it's out but to the it, world. Yeah, so we're just. I mean, <laughs> the entire globe knows now. That's right. Um, and we started really. I got a Jeep when I was sixteen, tinkering with it, uh, built some bumpers, and uh, you know the story I tell is everywhere I went, people ask me where I got them. I tell everybody I built them, and then after telling about ten people, it dawned on me that maybe I should build them and sell them. Mm-hmm. So after that, it was, you know, I was working a full-time job and then uh, in the evenings going and building the bumpers and spending literally like eight hours too long building a bumper and not making any money on it at the end of the day. Um, But it kind of got our name on the map a little bit. We started selling to a guy who was online. um, And then really just, hey, I I bought a bumper from you. Now I need a winch. I want a lift kit. And I said no about 20 times again and after 20 times i go i better figure out how to sell this guy lift getting a winch so Hmm. did that and then very quickly realized building bumpers wasn't gonna make the payments um so quit doing that and started selling parts um working out of the 1200 square foot garage uh wrenching on the side i had a headset very similar to what i'm wearing right now <laughs> and i'd be grinding on a vehicle and taking somebody's order at the same time it was one of those nascar noise canceling ones nice. i'm sure they heard everything but <laughs> but you awesome. didn't <laughs> I, but i still heard their credit card number so that's what that's was right, important right? um yeah yep. got the job done and it was it was 16 hour days seven days a week for eight nine years probably um, no vacations, nothing, just grinding away, literally and figuratively, <laughs> like on the vehicle, vehicles. Yeah. Um, and then in 2010, we moved into the new building where I actually had a chair, a heater, a bathroom. Nice. <laughs> Not then, then, then you know you've actually made something. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I don't have to run up my to my dad's house to take a crap. This is perfect. Like, I actually have a toilet. <laughs> The little things. Yeah. Heat, air conditioning. Like, it was nice. We, uh, I remember back in the old shop, I had a stool and then we had the propane heater with the two elements on it. And every now and then, when I get up, the stool would be too close and it'd start catching on fire and burning. (laughs) And I'd be like, damn it. Now I'm going to have to stand for the next week until I get a new stool. But, uh, you know, I think if you look back at a lot of people's history, they're, the struggles are there and you got to, you got to do what you got to do to to make it and yeah once you make it you can't just sit around in that comfy chair with that air conditioning and heater and right. be content mm-hmm. you just keep going so were you making all the parts um like cause you said the bumper 
and then you started adding on other parts. Were you making those parts too, or were no? You we were just, just buying them. You were just buying them yep. and reselling them. Yep. Cool. We uh, signed up with our first <clears throat> account. I still remember it was Rubicon Express, and then Superior Axle and Gear, and then you know, just started bringing in more and more accounts. And in that little tiny store, I had, or we didn't even call it a store. It literally is down a mile long dirt road. 50 foot semi trucks would come down. They'd be like, I'm lost. No, you're not. We're unloading <laughs> right here. Place. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, you know, just kept adding more vendors and selling stuff and then getting an, a website. And I mean, I've been through a whole lot of failures to be where we are today and learn from that. And I think that's part of the process. Mm-hmm. If you don't fail, I don't think you're going to make it. Right. So yeah. mm-hmm. it was fun. That's awesome. Yeah, and is that drive? Yeah, you know, people mm-hmm. people who start from nothing and, and make something out of it, it, it really you know boosts that and gives you that drive to want to do better. And without that, like you said, without that, it's it's uh, some a lot of companies fail without that failure in the beginning. Well, and I think the thing that made me successful and keeps making me successful today is all my doubters. Like I said, I'm vindictive, <laughs> but I'm also yeah. like. I'm not going to fail just to keep you, you think, on it. Yeah. Cause yeah. you think I'm going to fail and there's, mm-hmm. there's a long list. I mean, sure. And it grows every day and we just keep right. killing it. Mm-hmm. So keep, keep doubting me. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I guess for those, I mean, I was at uh, Easter Jeep Safari last year and that was kind of the first experience in the whole Jeep realm and the, and the cult of the, of the Jeep. And I guess for those that don't understand how big that really is, like what, what and why, like what is, what is that drive from your perspective? I mean, you've, you've sold these parts, you, you see the people, you talk to them, you, you build their stuff, you see their builds, like what and why, like what, what, why is it such a big deal? That's a good question. I mean, it, I don't know if I'm going to be able to answer it perfectly, but I think for me, it's like, <clears throat> If you can relate it to Harley owners, I mean, yeah. it's the same thing. Like Moab is Sturgis for mm-hmm. us for, in the Jeep mm-hmm. world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the Jeep wave, right? You buy a Jeep, you, know, you wave to everybody that drives by. Everybody that doesn't have a Jeep <laughs> makes fun of us. You know, mm-hmm. it's the same It's a thing. Jeep thing you wouldn't understand. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, it. it's weird if you're not driving a Jeep, you're like, I don't see very many Jeeps out there. Then you buy a Jeep and everybody's got them all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Well, no, they always had them. Yeah. There, there's a lot of jeeps out there the brotherhood the camaraderie um you know i think all guys like to tinker with things and so this gives them that outlet to make it their own personalize it tinker with it and then we get to go beat the crap out of it <laughs> and it keeps on ticking and uh you know i think from a vehicle platform i i mean obviously i'm very biased but there's nothing sure. better mm-hmm. i mean capability wise there's nothing better and there's also a lot of history you know american yeah. iconic history that's attached to oh, the yeah. jeep you know uh, uh you know like you said you know stemming from the old days in the cj era guys were working on them themselves always and making them better and lifting mm-hmm. them and figuring out how to get further and further back you know g- getting away um and then and then being able to take their families and their friends and getting away together mm-hmm. and that's kind of where the camaraderie comes in is you can all with your friends get away further back than anybody else can go together. And I have full mm-hmm. confidence that I'm going to be able to go back there. Right. Right. Like it's and get back. And I might have a, 
a sense of confidence that isn't shouldn't be there but i mean <laughs> might get you some tight situations yeah, I, sometimes I, I see an obstacle and i'm like oh my yeah. jeep will take me there i may not have the uh talent to get up there but it, it does um, right but you like cody said i mean how many world wars have the jeep been in how many you know generations has have owned jeeps yeah you know my dad when i was born had a jeep <laughs> i mean well, that's that's kind of the story we hear all the time. Every yeah. every show we work or event, it's you know I grew up and you know my dad had this Jeep and we were always working on it and I, you know I want to keep that going and I got this new version and I can say that every year I've been alive, either myself or my father have owned a Jeep. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I've never not owned a Jeep. And if you look at my parking lot, it's three Jeeps and a Dodge Ram. <laughs> so yeah, you know Chrysler guy. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, kind of wish Brock was on here because he'd probably make some kind of truck joke. Yeah, shit. You know, he's got the Humvee. <laughs> yeah, but at least it's an H one, right? It's not an H <laughs> three. Yeah, you know, yeah. AM general. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the OG. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's legit. legit. It's legit for sure. Cody and his Prius, you know, it's yeah, it gets me there. Hey man, he's saving the world <laughs> one little putt at a time. He doesn't even deny it. Like I don't have a Prius. Yeah, whatever. You know, so do you know how much coal it takes to power that Prius? It's it's bigger footprint than a diesel. <laughs> Love it. Burn it. What do you drive? Burn F one fifty. Yeah. Ford guy. Ford yeah. guy. Up, Ford up, crew. Oh, they're all high five. Yeah. It's like I got that GM crowd. I got my Chevy. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. My 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 only only complaint with it, with the Jeep is you cannot uh, put a full elk in it. No, but you can put it on top. That's true. That's true. And you can drive it to where your elk is oh, laying. Done it. Done it many times. You don't even need to hike. <laughs> yeah. I spent, spent many years hunting out of out of Jeeps. You know, either yeah. either horseback or jeeping way back in the backcountry and and uh, enjoying some some real backcountry hunts. And you know, like you said, it's you got to have a capable capable enough vehicle to get you back there and get mm-hmm. you back out yeah so cody why don't you give us a little background on your story history and kind of who you are <laughs> how'd you become so legendary uh nope <laughs> <laughs> this is it's really hard you know <laughs> I'm the guy in the gray. I, I walk between both worlds. So uh, every time you guys ask me to be a part of that, it's it's harder and harder. So uh, I feel like it should have gotten easier and easier the last two years that we've known each other. No, it's definitely done. <laughs> Man of the show. Not a. Not What'd you a, call not, Instagram a second ago? Yeah, I'm not a social media guy, and all of a sudden, hanging out with these guys, I got a Snapagram account and <laughs> Instagram, Insta Snap, Insta Chat. Like it's the chatting all around me all the time, and <laughs> yeah. I'm like wondering what they're doing. And all of a sudden, I got one. I don't even have access to it. I don't even know what they're saying about me over here. All I, good things. I think we could make one for you tonight. <laughs> they already have. Yeah, we no, like log you in. Oh. We could, but then I feel like he'd figure out how to. He, he'd go demolish in there it. And, like he'd, yeah, he'd turn it off and somehow. Yeah, well, I'd not. I couldn't even yeah. tell you how to turn it off. <laughs> No, I mean like what we do. So we're uh, we're manufacturers reps. Uh, been working with David for uh, and his crew for several years now. Uh, our business has been around family-owned business uh, right around thirty years. Uh, 
we rep some of the the most premium lines in the uh, in the aftermarket for off road truck, um, some defense stuff. Um, it's been a it's been a good ride. It's it's been you know tough years and really good years. And one of the things that always stays constant in this this industry is uh, is Jeep. I mean, it's the truth is trucks go up and down. You know, truck sales go up and down, and car sales go up and down, and the Jeep platform has always been very constant. Hmm. So, um, unfortunately, my competition's learning that. And true. They just keep focusing <laughs> yeah. more and more on that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it, it. you know, it's, it's not tough. hidden. Stop <laughs> talking about it. Yeah. It's tough business, but uh, <clears throat> the enthusiast side of the Jeep culture, if you will, is what's kept that really going. You know, uh, it used to be, I was reading some statistics the other day on the Shop Mag about, um, brand you know brand conscious owners of trucks you know ford chevy dodge and how uh the new generation is less loyal to their brands of pickups like they used to be but mm. you really look at the jeep platform and that's stayed constant you know a jeep guy's yeah. a jeep guy's a jeep guy and, yeah, he, and right. he, he always will be mm. so you know we joke in this industry that kind of jeeps are the ar if you will of the automotive industry you have yeah you know, anybody can buy a aftermarket part and bolt it on. Right. Or you can take it to a shop that knows what they're doing and have them, you know, really build you a really good build that's AKA capable. MCM firearms. Yeah, I mean, if you want the best Jeep <laughs> on the market, you go to Northridge. If you want the best uh, firearm platform, you go to MCM. Yep. You know, you, you, find, you find that guy who knows what he's doing, has the expertise, stays up on the knowledge and the training. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have them do it right out of the get go and you, and it'll last you forever, you know, same, same kind of concept with, with the AR platform. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's very constant. It's always, mm-hmm. it, you know, it fluctuates as well, but it's always pretty steady. Yeah. One thing with the Jeep that Jeep's done very well with is if you think back 20 years, most people, most women, I would say would think a jeep isn't practical right it's two-door it's loud it's you know you get wet when you drive it you got to put the seat up to get the kids in the back i mean nowadays you got the four-door jk and jl yeah it's really everybody's vehicle now. yeah so it's it's really taking it away from just a small demographic to a lot bigger demographic which is helping us a lot because even those soccer moms that you know want to get new wheels and tires, want to yeah. mm-hmm. want to customize it, want to make it pink, want to do I don't even whatever they want to do, we'll do. Yeah. I, don't I know a ton of girls yeah. that drive jeeps. Oh, yeah. they love them. It's yeah. the largest growing demographic, actually. And, really? Yeah. And what's know. the what's the new the new truck going to do to that that demographic? Like, what's the what's well, the pulse on that new launch? Is the Gladiator right? Yep. Yeah. So hopefully, um. It doesn't do anything with it, and it brings us new people. Right. So the contractors. Your, your truck users. You know, the plumbers, you know. Yeah. Hopefully, sorry, Ford, but it takes away all those sales. Um, it, you know, to have a, a platform where you can put 40-inch tires on it and still take the lumber and the ladder and yeah. the tools. and I mean, you're going to be the coolest guy on the job site. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, right. It's... 
or the biggest dick. Excuse <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> my language, but I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna, either one of those two guys. You're going to pull out every Ford that gets stuck in, in, <laughs> on the job site. It's going to be great. Um, or Dodge. <laughs> they call them Rams now. Yeah, sorry. Oh. I should have said uh, oh. Silverados. <laughs> but it has, it's really uh, evolving. You know, the other thing with Jeep that Jeep has going for it, in my opinion, it's like the most expensive uh, non-luxury vehicle that you can buy, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, they can get away with (laughs) a lot because of their name and reputation. Um, Like I said, you open the door and you get wet if it's raining. Um, But we Jeep owners don't care. Like, I literally do not care. We get wet, we deal with it. Yeah. Um, You know, little things that the Jeep does, you know, the windshields. You're going to get a rock chip. I mean, it's the only vehicle left on the market, I think, that the windshield's almost vertical. Yeah. Right? It eats rocks. Yeah. We probably it go through. It's not built for aerodynamics. No. it's. No. I always say it's a milk carton on its side with wheels. <laughs> True. But again, I don't care. Right? right. Like, But you can put wheels and bumpers yeah. and tops and, I mean, everything. It's Very few customers call and say, what's my mile, mile per gallon going to be? Yeah. Because well, you yeah. don't care. Like, yeah. it's going to be shitty. Yeah. You're going to get 12 to 14, and you're going to love it. <laughs> okay? Yeah. What you're not going to love is pulling into the grocery store and having to talk about it for half an hour with every guy that walks by or yeah. going to the beach, yeah. and then you're going to love it because all the girls want to go for a ride. Like, right. It's it's an iconic vehicle. It really is. And yeah. Throw some 40-inch tires on it and take the top off, and if you're single, you won't be single very long. <laughs> well, and it's it's so regionally different, too. Like, yeah. You know, you guys sell sell products nationwide, and you know the southeast is not putting the same accessories on Correct. as the southwest or the northwest or the midwest or the Rockies states. It you know, and, and to to a non jeeper, you look at a jeep in a parking lot and you're like, oh, there's another jeep. It's the same as the last one I seen. To the untrained eye, it is, but to a jeeper, he's gonna go over that with a fine tooth comb and say. Oh, it's got those axles and it's got this accessory and these doors and that bumper and that winch. That guy set his stuff up right, or man, I don't like how he set it up. But hmm. I mean, that's kind of the beauty of Jeep is yeah. it's so personal. It's like a Lego. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you know, you can add whatever you want yeah. to it. And, yeah. and as it continues to grow in the marketplace, more and more manufacturers yeah. are making stuff. It's yeah, crazy. It's such an industry. I mean, there's oh. so many companies built just around. I mean, just being at EJS, which if those that have never been, like, explain for us, like, what this joining of the meccas of, <laughs> of Jeep enthusiasts, so, I mean, thousands. So, yeah, Moab is Easter Jeep Safari in Moab, Utah. It's the week before Easter every year. Um, you know, don't go onto Google and check my stats here, but, like, the town of Moab has... I don't know, 2,500 people maybe yeah, on a normal day. And there's probably 25,000, mm-hmm. you know, 60,000. Last year, I think they were talking 55,000 people show up I to mean, that event. Uh, yeah, it's it's wow. crazy. Like, if you want to go out and to how a many restaurant. Jeeps? Like, is that, is that like three uh, people Red Rock per Jeep? Four-wheelers club has the stats on registered Jeeps that sign up for runs. And it's... It's pretty astronomical. A lot. I mean, you, yeah. you've, you've been Oh, yeah. It was there. thousands. I couldn't. I, can't. I mean, it's packed. Sure. It's packed. But it's all. Yeah. And, and the crazy thing is, 
you know, I, I talk to people all the time. They're like, oh, it's just guys, you know, from around those states that it's go like, there. Ooh. There's guys from they're trucking the them. East Coast. There's yeah. guys from overseas. You know, <sighs> we talked yeah. to a couple of, yep. of Jeepers there that were from Germany, yeah. um, Switzerland. You know, they, <sighs> they come from all over the world to attend this event. Yeah. And this is only one event of, of kind of the four-wheel drive event series that, that goes across the country that, you know, kind of starts in the West Coast and then migrates east toward, you know, throughout the year. But Moab is certainly the most iconic. Yeah, yeah. Jeep had a booth last year, and, and they had a big map, and you put your thumbtack where you're from. And I was amazed. It's Obviously, there's a pretty good Colorado and Utah, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, people going there, but it's all over. Um, West coast, probably more than East coast. And then the East coast show is, um, Jeep beach, which, uh, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. It's like the next week. Yeah. Um, so it's like, Oh, go to Moab for a week and then travel another 2000 miles and go party on Jeep beach. And now Jeep beach, yeah, Jeep beach and Moab are like polar opposites. Yeah. It's a party. Yeah. Um, you're on the beach. You get to drive around Daytona. Um, you know, I think they ha- they broke a world record or something. I don't know of, of most jeeps on the beach at one time or something. It's wow. So the jeeps you see there, I guess my point is much different than what you see in Utah because mm-hmm. they're using them in Utah. The jeeps in at Jeep Beach, there's absolutely jeeps there that are capable, but a lot of them also the look really nice yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I don't think I've washed my Jeep since I bought it. I just wait till it rains. <laughs> yeah, which for me is like every other day. True. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's such a mix of of people. Like you said, you have those the the enthusiasts that are going out and using them to the maximum capability. I mean, you guys have the big runs that you guys will do, where they're just lining up Jeeps and putting them through all this kinds of stuff. But then you have other guys that that I mean they trick them out just like any other big fancy truck or, or fancy <laughs> vehicle. I mean, it's like, it's, it's got all of these different applications and yet people just keep flocking to it and, 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 and comparing and seeing and learning and, you know, testing and breaking. And it's, it's amazing. I would say Jeep is probably one of the most towed behind a motorhome as well. Yeah. So if you're a motorhome yeah. owner, you're going to have a Jeep, hopefully, you know, yeah. um, there's all kinds of, different ways or means to have a jeep i think if you're 16 to 21 you want a jeep too right yeah. like everybody all the kids love them and one of the things that we've uh kind of talked about on the podcast with different people is is the things that have helped these different businesses get their name out there like from you know media to promotions to physical like actually people going and you know testing the products and using them like what for you guys, obviously you've seen a big growth over the years and just a lot of name recognition with Northridge and you have, you know, pro, you know, guys that are, you know, repping your stuff and everything. Like what, what has been kind of the main way or avenue you guys have found to keep growing your name and your, your recognition of your brand out there? I think it's the customers. I I feel that uh, our customers feel that or know rather that we are legit we care and we do a good job for them. And then they go tell everybody, I mean, in the Jeep community, you can't do anything right or wrong without everybody knowing, right? Yeah. Like I think, I think Jeep owners are probably one of the most vocal, you know, people yeah. in, in the car industry. 
Sure. Or in any industry. Um, I bet every Jeep owner's on that book face or whatever that thing's called, Cody. Yeah, um, book of faces or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> but what did what'd you call it the other day? Face snitch? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I think they all are on all these Jeep groups. And, and what we try and do is do the absolute best and, and get them to tell their friends about their experience. Now, obviously, we're not perfect. There's a lot of things that go into from the start of an order to you it showing up on your door. A lot of hands touch it. And, you know, we, uh, I'd like to say we're 100%, but we're probably like 99.99999 until <laughs> FedEx screws something up and we got to fix it. Um, yeah. And there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes as far as, you know, getting it from the manufacturers, you know, lead times from those guys, uh, shipping, you know, all across the country to warehouses and then, and then being in stock and then, you know, getting the order. So, yeah, we should do a uh, reality show. Me at my desk <laughs> screaming at manufacturers. <laughs> like, your packaging is crap. We need to fix it. Yeah. Like, it's making me look bad. And then we, you know, we overpack everything. We try our hardest to make sure that it shows up because we know UPS and FedEx can break an anvil. So, we just got to figure it out, and we do. And that's where Cody comes in, too. Like, I think where Cody excels and his team is I bitch at him, and then he goes back to the manufacturer, and they'll do more for him because he's our kind of... Yeah, he's the go-between. He's our support, yeah. 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 And so we have some pretty heated conversations sometimes, and then he goes and makes it happen. Yeah. So that's what's nice about having reps. Yeah, and it's it's teamwork, you know. It's believing in, you know, the the end goal is take care of the customer. Absolutely. Take care of the customer, the money comes. So if we can all work together to that end goal, that's that's generally what happens. And you know, and the, your followers and your customers, you know, ninety nine point nine percent of them have a a really good experience, and they they keep coming back, and they it's word of mouth. And you know, when we work the shows together, um we drive that customer back to you guys and they're like, Oh yeah, I know those guys. I, I love doing business with those guys. They're, they're great. So I still have customers today who are buying, who were buying from us back in 2003, 2004. Yeah. Wow. And the, the email's like, Hey, is Dave still there? I kind of chuckle. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm still yeah. here. Like, yeah. Because back then I was the only one answering the phone. Yeah. Like there was nobody else. So now, <laughs> I still answer almost every single email that comes in, but I see them all and, and it, you know, it kind of, it's kind of nice when they say, is Dave still there? I used to deal with him and there might be on their third or fourth Jeep and they're still coming back. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot cheaper for us to do business by being good to the customer and having repeat business, obviously. Right. It's a mm-hmm. pretty easy business model. Like don't piss everybody off and they'll come back and spend more money. Right. Yeah. Cause you know, if you look at a Jeep or you look at an AR or something like what we're doing, they're going to spend a lot of money over the life of that vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you keep them for the length of their time. And then when they sell that vehicle, they're going to get yeah. another Jeep. Right. Yep. It's pretty yeah. easy. You know what Jeep stands for? <clears throat> Just j- empty every pocket. Mm-hmm. Good one, Cody. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> it's classic i've never heard that at all dude i thought it was new i just heard it some (laughs) some guy told me on facebook or something oh facebook whoa good good. you got it right he does know (laughs) he must have googled that just now i did yeah what is this thing what town is google in do you i mean is that a 
Is that a, a what's is that, is that an area? <laughs> so so out of all the years that you've been a part of this, um, I mean, what what is something that kind of stands out of just? I mean, we like to tell stories on here and just kind of share the crazy things that happen and the the cycle of owning a business. I mean, you un, you come across crazy jobs, builds, customers, experiences, places you've been. Like what, what is something that stands out? I'm, I'm sure you don't have any of these at all to share. So hmm. is this a family friendly? Show? Yeah. Is this a, <laughs> I mean, for the most part, I think we do, we, you know, it's pretty normal, um, but we have all sorts of things. But I think one of the things that everybody who follows us knows is two years ago, I think I, yeah, two years ago, going to Moab, you know, might as well stick to that theme. Yeah. You know, planning Moab is a big endeavor. Like we spent a lot of time and, and I had my whole staff. Yeah. You're organizing uh, runs and, oh, yeah. and all that stuff. And, and just making sure that everything's working perfectly. We spent a lot of money, so it's a big investment. Um, so six months prior to Moab, we have meetings every week. And in those meetings, I'm like, first thing in every meeting. Do not break the Jeeps on Sundays, you know, on Sunday. Like, it's yeah. the first day we're there. Do yeah. not break it. Yeah. Um, And like I said, we had 60 meetings or something like that yeah. talking about this. It For was sure. over and over and over. It's dialed, right? Oh, you yeah. should be dialed. You should be dialed in because we have all these sponsored trail runs that these Jeeps have to be on. And really, it's really hard to break our Jeeps. We build them up pretty well. I we got a so. lot of great brands on them. So... I coach. I used to coach baseball in the summertime and fall, April, whatever, springtime. And uh, I couldn't make it to Moab on Sunday. I was driving in that Sunday night instead of Sunday morning. And Cody keep in mind, knows. remember, we said wow. don't break the Jeeps. I might have been there. <laughs> yeah. So I get a phone call. We just got on the highway heading down to Moab. And I get a phone call and I'm like, they're like, hey, uh, we need to tell you something. I'm like, this doesn't sound good. This is like Uh-oh. my dog died or something. Uh-oh. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> We're like, well, we kind of rolled the Jeep. Oh, I go, you did what? You rolled the Jeep. It's Sunday. <laughs> like, that's we the first thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't roll. That's the first Don't thing that went stuff. into my head. I'm like, look, if it was Friday, I wouldn't even care, right? We're done. Yeah. Let's go roll it. Just put it in. It's Sunday. We talked about this and, and, you know, they were very like, ah, you know, everything's okay. We're fine. I go, I don't care about you. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> like, what'd you do to the Jeep? Well, we were in the hot tub on Hell's Revenge. I go, you did what? Oh, yeah. And then come to find out. Which is what? Like, this is a gnarly. So a hot tub. Hell's Revenge. Yeah, like basically. So think of a mud puddle that's 25 feet deep. Yeah, I don't know. It engulfs 18, 20 feet, a yeah. full Jeep. Yeah, the Jeep's Ooh. down inside it. It's a right? rock. It's it's a hole that has been eroded into the rock, into the sandstone. So it's it's Jeez. that a Jeep will disappear in. Jeez. And you have to climb out of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, somebody ran out of talent and didn't make it out. <laughs> and so Lacking the, in that department. Oh, so then it, it come to find out, my guys weren't even driving my Jeep. <laughs> So not only did they not only did they roll the Jeep, they allowed somebody else to drive it. Oh no. Which my buddy Falarski from uh Motive Gear was the driver. Falarsky. So um he jumps out. We got it all on video, thank God. 
flip flops, pink yeah. polo shirt, yeah. shorts, oh, yes. normal attire. And he's yeah. just like, it ran out of power. No, you ran out of talent, dude. Like, <laughs> so the you know, this is a, a long story. I'll shorten up. Basically, they tell me, oh, the Jeep's fine. It's got a little dent. Blah blah blah. So now I'm like, at that point, I'm I think I'm 14 hours away from Moab driving. So I'm stewing on it the whole time, and I and I show up, and I'm like, oh, okay, it wasn't too bad, but the hard top was on, glass everywhere. Yeah, that pissed me off more than anything. I'm like, you guys couldn't even vacuum it out. <laughs> like now I have to go clean it myself. Like after you did this, did. Um, but I will say that we got video on it of it, and everybody in Moab knew about it. Mm-hmm. So. Which shortly after the whole Jeep community knew about it. Yeah, so you can't really get mad at that. I mean, really, I I was thinking about a new business model of showing up to Moab for about an hour, <laughs> jumping a Jeep and destroying it and getting it on video, right? posting it on social media, it's and, like, le- Peace. and leaving. Like, That's it. Dude. <laughs> you just saw what is. you wanted to see. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, it was probably... A million dollars of the marketing for a forty thousand dollar, fifty thousand dollar Jeep. Like you know, I could Well, in two weeks, just make sure you call me before <laughs> you go and do that. So we'll make sure we get it yeah. all on film. Yeah. And yeah, Jen's gonna be there. I don't think this. I don't think in two weeks we're gonna plan to do that. But if it does end up happening, we can plan it right happen. now. Yeah, we could. <laughs> so so it's funny that the story evolved into you know, after that happened. It, that did happen, but it wasn't us. It was other groups that were like, you know what we should do? We should, we should try to destroy this Jeep. And uh, without naming names, we had a, we had a guy who uh, went out and was going to film jumping his Jeep and, and trying to, to break it. <laughs> they, uh, they did not look what was beyond the jump, and they uh, ended up launching it down a cliff <laughs> and smoking you know, breaking the axles, shooting the tires off of it. And then, you know, they did get it on film. Uh, oh, man. And they came back to the manufacturers and like, oh, your stuff doesn't work. And we're like, what? what What do you mean? Like, our stuff doesn't work. What are you talking about? And uh, we got our hands on the video and we're like, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't hold up after jumping off a cliff. That. <laughs> that's, that's one thing I love about customers. They'll, they'll post everything on yeah. social media and yeah. then they'll be like, um, this just broke. Really? <laughs> How? How did you do this? <laughs> yeah, like I, I see this just, video here. How'd snapped. you see that? Well, you know, it's not hard to find things yeah. these days. I don't I don't know. It just it just stopped working. <laughs> but I think the I mean Moab's had a lot of our best experiences. I mean, probably eight years ago we jumped the Jeep in Moab. And that was kind of like an iconic mm-hmm. picture for us. Yeah. Um we were in the in the sandy dunes area and we're driving along and I hit this little berm, I guess we'll call it a jump, um, <laughs> at like 20 miles an hour. And I'm like, oh, hey, we might be able to launch off this a little bit. So I remember Malo, who's our marketing director, was in the passenger seat. And we had yeah. one of our race radios in the cup holder. Yeah. So I turn around and we go about 35, 40. I think it was about 40. And I hit it. And I look over at him, and the race radio is floating in between him and I, and just like <laughs> zero gravity. And I'm like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and we land really nice and soft. And I'm like, "Oh, that was fun." And Molly goes, 
uh, we didn't get that on film. I need to, we need to do that again. <laughs> and I'm like, you weren't rolling. Yeah, I'm like, like uh, really? Okay, so he got out. Media guy. And I, yeah, yeah. And I hit it again at like 30 because I was like, 40 was a little too much. Like that thing <laughs> launched us. And then, I mean, we used that picture all the time, mm. and it was it was fun. And nothing broke. Um, we had the Evo double throwdown suspension on there, and it landed great and. There you go. There's a lot of fun times down there. People still talk about that picture. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we don't that's let them cool. forget it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of, you know, I coined Risk the phrase. Lives. Yeah. I coined the phrase, drive it like you're sponsored. Um, so that's kind of our slogan. <laughs> nice. And, you know, yeah. drive it like you stole it. Drive <clears throat> it like you're sponsored. Like, we want people to go out there and use their vehicle right. yeah. the way it's supposed to be used, in my mind. I, I'm not, not a, a show. I'm not a big rock crawling guy. I like to go fast. And so, and steel know. bender at sixty-five miles an hour. Hey, in the dark. that, oh, that yeah. did not happen. I don't know that, anything nope. about that. Uh-uh. Yeah. In reverse, yeah. <laughs> the turbocharged Jeep. One thing I will tell you is, um, if Dana, if you're listening, do not armor all your leather seats. It makes it really hard to sit in the seats <laughs> sixty-five miles an hour <laughs> on the rock. <laughs> like, I'm in what? the back. I'm still. <laughs> yeah, somebody thought it was a good idea to armor all the seats, and I'm, I was like, "What the hell?" Because they had a supercharger on it, and they're like, "You want to drive it?" I'm like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely." Yeah, I scared a few people that night, but it was fun. Hold my Lacroix. Watch this. <laughs> Hold yeah. my Lacroix. <laughs> my Lacroix. That's uh, that's the that's the phrase I coined last year, actually. Yeah. Yes. Mm, I might yeah. be able to have a T-shirt made by Moab with that. Yeah. There's yeah. Uh, there's no beer on the trails anymore, so Lacroix was it mm-hmm. anymore there should never be right that's correct right. that's well and that's that's part of the uh nothing but problem. Safe. one Very guy safe and one guy ruins it yep yep <laughs> it's it's a crazy melding of the multiple mines and and you got these rides with molt i mean gosh tons of jeeps on some of these rides i mean you go a long ways a little too many sometimes i mean it slows down and but you know the cool thing about how that event is structured for those of you who don't know is anybody can sign up for a run you can sign up with a, a manufacturer or a you know a, a outfit like you guys you know that you want to go see you go out on this run you get time to talk to the to the, the actual manufacturer of the products that you want to see yeah and and hopefully they sent somebody who knows what they're talking about right and <laughs> yeah. usually you have lunch on the trail and then you come back and the show is uh is Thursday and Friday and then you can go to the booths from the the different manufacturers but what we've noticed over the years is when you get out on these runs and everybody's in their jeeps you kind of don't know who the people are but when they stop and you get out to lunch and you're talking to people there's a lot of families there there's a lot of mm. people that bring their their wife and their kids oh, yeah. and, it's definitely a family. Event. It's it's that's cool, and that's the other part of jeeping is it's it's very family centric. Yeah, my favorite thing of Moab is you have a bunch of manufacturers that go to Moab, and they've probably haven't wheeled since last Moab. <laughs> <laughs> so you get a bunch of guys that really, I mean, I don't get out as much as I used to, but I've been wheeling for twenty years or more, and you get some of these guys who've never wheeled, and now they're in Moab. <laughs> it's like. Uh, that's a pretty hard place to just start, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. And that's that's the other thing I love when customers say it. it's like, <clears throat> "Man, this thing broke, and I didn't even do anything hard. I was just in Moab for a week." Um, yeah, were you on the the three rated trails or the six <laughs> and seven rated trails? Well, it's like Moab is like you got Moab, you got the Rubicon, 
um Doozy Ursham, you got all those trails right there on the west that are like the trails. Like yeah. those are the hardest places to wheel. Yeah. It wasn't hard. I just, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, you guys yeah. have been there. You it can takes walk, some skill. You can literally walk up <clears throat> with your shoes on on a vertical wall and have traction. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, it's crazy what you can do there. Yeah. yeah. It's a very unique landscape. That breaks parts. Yeah. Traction <laughs> breaks parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but it's definitely created a pretty good industry obviously for oh, yeah. you guys as well and and a lot of people getting involved with it and and uh for your business and being able to grow that like what was what was kind of the the big turning point of of having to i guess translate more of what you were doing like you said you were answering the phones and doing all the stuff yourself going from just you to then bringing on more people and like what was the the growing pains of having to go through that to to make it beyond just yourself well, I think the biggest thing is giving up control. You know, that's something that I still have a hard time with. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> I mean, no way. Customers will email me at midnight and I'm going to answer. I mean, I just, it's a, it's a terrible curse of mine, but it's, you're benef- passionate about it. Yeah, mean, yeah. It's beneficial for work. It sucks for the family, but, um, you know, giving up that control is the hardest thing. I went from, doing everything like i would print the shipping li- sell the item print the shipping label pass it down to a warehouse guy he'd box it and, and i would reorder the parts i would do everything mm-hmm. um to now i like getting on the phones but i don't have as much time to do it so now i'm negotiating deals trying to figure out new products uh, dealing with 50 employees i love each and every one of them um <laughs> if they're listening <laughs> um you know, just really developing the plan of the future. Um, but really, it's it, giving up that control is the hardest thing for me. And some will say that I still haven't done it, but I, I, getting good people around me really helped. Yeah. So when you when you started, you know, twenty years ago, did you have uh, even before that were you like, oh, you know, I want to have my own business. I want to build something. You know, that's that's significant and has changed you know, the, the view of off-road and Jeep, you know, the industry, you know, from what I've heard and just the experience that we've been around that you guys are a very big, big part of the Jeep industry. Was that like, was that in your mind before or did it just kind of like happen? How was that? You know, cause a lot of people are like, Oh, I want to start a business and you know, I'm going to, you know, be great. But then there's those guys that just never even have the thought it just of it, happens you know? it, it, well i think i'd love to sit here and say yes this is all planned out very strategic <laughs> and uh it was a 50 page article that i wrote and put it, put it in there no it all happened because i failed so many times and you know out of 10 attempts i did something i failed nine and instead of just quitting i just kept going along with it and then you know i think what I, what we did really well early on and what we continue doing really well is listening to the customer mm-hmm. so when a customer says you know here's an example i mean 15 years ago man that's a long time ago um nobody was pressing bearings on rear axles i mean it's thinking about it now everybody's doing it but 15 years ago i'd sell somebody a rear axle kit then they'd have to take it to a machine shop or an <coughs> auto shop and have it pressed together well after five people told me again we go back to the same story five people tell me they can't do something i'm like well i'm gonna solve that problem and i'm just gonna press them on 
myself. So we bought a Harbor Freight freaking <laughs> press. Nice. I remember my dad sitting there with a two-foot bar and just pressing these things on. <laughs> and we would literally have 200 sets sitting on the garage floor wow. and ship them out. And because I was able to adapt to what people needed and press those bearings on, people would buy them from us. Yeah. Wow. So I'd charge them a little extra, do the labor, ship them to them. They don't have to go somewhere else. Yeah. It's a simple thing that just listening to the customer was able for me to do. I mean, yeah. now everybody's doing it. Yeah. So that's another struggle that we have is trying to reinvent ourselves every day, every hour. I mean, I, my ego tells me to say we're probably the most copied company in the industry. Because I come up with something new and somebody copies it immediately. I, I don't know how they. <laughs> yeah. They know what I'm doing two seconds after I'm doing it. Um, Your cell phone wasn't in that bag. Yeah, I need. Yeah, so yeah, we need that. that <laughs> Cody Leduc bag. <laughs> yeah, but it's just you know it's just, and that's that's the fun part of the business is trying to reinvent yourself and trying to outdo the competition. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think listening to the customer and revolving around the customer and everything to do with customer, right? Without the customer, yeah, you I, got nothing. I, well, I, and you know, every every story like this starts out kind of the same way. Like, you know, we, we, there was a need in the market. You know, there was a problem, and we solved it, right? right? And and a lot of the entrepreneurs who are successful have this same background. And there's a lot of people sitting around going, if I could just find this problem to solve, we would be, you know, millionaires. And that's really not, <laughs> that's really not yeah. how it works. Like it, it almost always evolves out of starting a venture and then getting feedback yeah. from, from the people that buy your product or whatever. And then, and then going, Oh, that's the problem. Oh yeah. Let's figure out a way to fix it. Well, and I have a, yeah. I have a good story with my dad's was a retired, is a retired police officer, spent 30 years Bremerton police and, um, the whole time growing up, he says, you should be a firefighter. You know, they work every nine days and they have an easy schedule. And, you know, like two years ago, I went to him. I said, dad, I think I fulfilled your dream of me being a firefighter. He's like, what? I said, I put out fires every single day. Yeah. That's all I do. <laughs> but I work six days a week and 12 hour days. But really it comes down to yeah. putting out fires, fixing the customer's problems and trying to fix them long-term. Yeah. trying to make their lives easier. You know, Amazons of the world and things like that, they're not going to press bearings on for anybody. They don't even answer the phone. So how do we get that service yeah. where we can differentiate ourselves from those people that, you know, that I call Walmart? Um, I, I don't want to ever be that guy. Yeah. Um, and literally, I talk to customers every day. And if they have a problem, I try and fix it. Whether it be they don't like the color of tape we use or, you know, I had customers tell us they don't like us using paper in their packages. Okay. Guess what? I care about what you think. I went out and bought a paper shredder. So now we're, or a cardboard shredder. So now we're shredding yeah. cardboard and that's what we're putting in packages. So as stupid as that sounds, I love, I love the input and I yeah. want to fix it. Yeah. It's kind of my OCD. I think it's, <laughs> it's just, if, yeah. they, if somebody's going to bitch about something, I'm going to try and fix it. Yeah. But it keeps you it keeps you on the cutting edge, I mean literally of 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 staying abreast with what people need and what people want. I mean, because that's otherwise you just become one of the other companies that's just out to make a buck. They're not they're not caring about the people they're working with. 
And that's, I mean, we look at it the same way in what we do too, because we're building relationships. We're not just, you know, making a product. We're also connecting with people. We're, we're hopefully creating something that's affecting other people and, and creating a, a positive experience that they want to continue to come back and to share and to tell other people. And, and that's obviously it, it shows through in, in a lasting customer base that just continues to come back because they have a positive experience. Why would they go anywhere else? Yeah. I'm working on an app now that you can just hold your phone up to your Jeep and take a picture and it'll install itself so that they can have that instant gratification. You know, it's like brilliant. 3D. Visually, visually <laughs> 3D installing. No, 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 no. It's going to be like, it comes down from space Drone station drops and, it down and just like automatically does. Sometimes they don't even, you know, one day shipping isn't quick enough. We want to make sure that they yeah. get that. Before they even think they need it. Yes. Yeah, like they're already, boom. boom, new bumper. That's so state true. of the art right there. So true. It's the future. <laughs> what, what, is the, what is the future of, uh, uh, of Northridge and, and where do you see kind of the next stage of, of, of growth for you guys? Um, I think something, you know, I'm going to put my foot in my mouth here because, uh, but I think the future is somewhere in the Southeast somewhere, you know, right now, Kentucky's our furthest East. Mm-hmm. So Florida's a couple days away. Um, the Northeast is a couple days away. So we need to venture East more. Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest thing we want to work on right now is I want to be the best customer service company ever. Like. I want every little thing to be perfect. I get a lot of crap from my guys because it's like, we can't be perfect. And I say, I don't give a shit. You better be perfect. Like I want everything (laughs) perfect. And so what I'm working on is more customer service oriented. Like we're the only company that I know of that shows actual inventory on your website. So a lot of companies show in stock. Right. That means nothing. Yeah. They call you after you order and go, ah, we don't have it. Ours is a data feed. It's literally. It's true. Wow. Now, if we get down to one and we show we had one in the warehouse and it's not there, that's that's an anomaly. But we show live inventory. And so the next thing I want to do is try and figure out how to update our customers for items we don't have in stock. Mm. So if you order something that's not in stock, how do I get you the message that it's going to take this many days? Because they think it's easy, but... Our manufacturers, <laughs> a lot involved, are not very, you know, responsive on some of As these I'm things. I'm sure Cody can relate to because he gets those calls. I am not nodding my head right now. <laughs> the, the running joke in the off-road industry is two weeks, right? Yeah, we call a manufacturer like, out. "When are you going to get this in?" Two weeks. <laughs> what? You said that two weeks ago. Well, we don't tell you what two weeks. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's just two, just two random weeks from weeks. some point. Yeah. From yeah. S- so how so I. Don't have to deal with them as I just stock more parts. Right. Yeah. It's pretty easy. We Stay have ahead a, of it. We have tons in inventory and, and that's what separates us, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And my beautiful face. A face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I mean it's 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 exciting to see businesses, you know, like like yours that's that's grown. Obviously it what didn't just happen. I mean it, it took time. And also building from something that just it came out of necessity, you know, creating something that you see the need and finding ways to not just meet the need, but also doing it better, making a better experience for other people. Yeah, um, and I I would add surrounding yourself with good people. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're for sure 
they got a great crew. They're very knowledgeable. Uh, you, you know, they know what, what you're talking about when you call. You know, they, they understand the parts and the pieces, but they're enthusiasts. They're, they're all, yeah. enth- and this is an enthusiast driven market, but, you know, surrounding yeah. yourself with good manufacturers who communicate and, and, you know, if there is a problem, you know, they, they just say, look, it's going to be four weeks. Those are, two. Un- those are unicorns. Those are, those are. <laughs> but there's a lot of, there's a lot of good manufacturers yeah. in the industry and there's a lot of bad yes, manufacturers in the industry as far as quality of product. And yeah. you guys stock top tier products and, uh, and work with good people in the industry. and. I think, you know, our business model is you surround yourself with good people yeah. and you work hard and, and the money will come. You take care of people and the money will come. Yeah. And That's you true. guys have, you guys have excelled at that. We're trying. Yeah. I so, had hair when we started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if you can't see, well, you can't see because it's audio. Um, yeah. He doesn't have any hair. So. <laughs> yeah. Whether intentionally or it seems to run in the circle. We got half. Half hairs in this yeah. table. Rock. Well, that's that's terrible. Term, but yeah. he's got a really large comb over <laughs> and a man bun. Yeah. Google um, So what? Uh, <laughs> for those that, I mean, for for those that want to go after something, you know, have an idea. There seems to be, you know, roadblocks sometimes, or just things that keep people from you know, pursuing their passion and, and we're, we're big proponents of, of, you know, finding what you love and, and being able to do that, you know, continually. And, and, uh, you know, what's, what's something that you see people get held up by and how you've been able to kind of step past that to actually keep driving forward and this, you know, dream that you had. I think a lot of it is they don't believe in themselves and they, they want to hang out with, you know, um, looking back to when I started my circle of friends is probably two or three people because I'm working. Yeah. Like while they're all out playing and having fun, I'm grinding. So if you're not willing to do that, then you're going to fail. Yeah. So it's no vacations. You know, my daughter, she's 16, seven, she's 17. Crap. Um, she's graduating this year. And I told her, I said, Hey, for the next 10 years, just grind. And I guarantee you'll make more money than all your friends that are partying during that same period. So, I think it's the commitment to, for work ethic, believing in yourself. Um, there's no greater thing than being your own boss. Um, but there's no harder thing than being your own boss. Exactly. Right? Nobody else is getting you up in the morning. Yep. Um, nobody else is making sure you, you know, the first time you sign a big job, you don't just go blow it. Yeah. You know, you have to just think about, what I what I thought about, obviously, and I said this earlier, was just all the people who thought I was going to fail. And I still think about it today. I still have doubters, and I, they drive me. That's yeah. that's what motivates me. So, yeah. Like I said, don't uh, stop doubting because I need that push. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, that's exciting. I think I, I don't believe in you, David. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Cody, for not believing in me. So I'm going to keep driving. Yeah. I mean, it sounds crazy, but it's, you know. Well, not not being afraid to fail. You know, you take those failures and you learn from them and you move, you learn and move past them. And yeah, a lot of people have that, that, that hang up when, you know, they get their first big failure. They're just like, ah, this isn't for me. I can't do this. I think I developed that in sports though, 
growing up. Like yeah. sports is a game of failure. Everything, football, baseball, basketball. Like, yeah. look at Mike Trout makes four hundred million dollars a year, and he's <laughs> three for ten. Right? Like he <laughs> fails seven out of ten times, and he makes yeah. four hundred million dollars. Yeah. Um. So I think that really teaches you what failure is all about, and then yeah. just keep taking along. Yep. That's awesome. Well, it's definitely been a great time having you on the the podcast. Where where can people find more about uh, your guys' products and and following you online and all those uh, snap books and yeah, we got that book, we got that stuff. book face. Uh, it's called Cody underscore no, 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 the no. legend. I'm just talk over you the whole time. Underscore no, no, no. Uh, no, no. <laughs> we'll tag it in the description below, no, no, just no. so you can find it really easy on Facebook right. and Instagram. Friends like these, and Let's for Northridge, Northridge, yeah. And just for the record, Cody underscore the underscore legend underscore Leduc has 64 followers on Instagram. So way too let's many. Get this up. I know We're gonna none see. Of those yeah, let's get this up to like five thousand. Yeah. No. Um, for Northridge, we are on Instagram on Northridge Nation. Uh, Facebook is Northridge Four by Four, and then we've got northridge 4 by 4com Cool. And then we got Northridge Nation blog as well. So Ooh. yeah. Okay. Nice stories and yeah. adventures. Tech so, articles. Yeah. Um trying to give everybody as much information as possible. Yeah. Prior to making the purchase. Yep. And then after the purchase to install it properly. That's important. Yeah. <laughs> it's very important. Yeah. Turns out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, cool. thank you guys. Yeah. Appreciate you. Thanks for being here. I had to sit next to Cody for the last 30 minutes. Getting You're a little, welcome. Getting a little nervous. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> Privileged. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on the show, guys. It's been awesome, and we appreciate it. Look forward to talking to you next time. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you're able to glean some valuable insights from this episode. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review and let us know what you thought and your feedback. We would love to hear from you. If you want to find out more, visit silverlinefilm.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook under Silverline Films. And we look forward to seeing you next week on Silverline Behind the Frame.